Hello there, and welcome to Babylon with the boys. I'm Carson Gervais, and I'm a criminal. No, I'm talking. I still have D. I still have cases from Blockbuster. Oh, oh, I mean, that's are what you I mean. A real person, if you don't. I. Do you? Well, the, do your intro. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm Spence the Chef, and given today's episode topic, I'm just sitting here reminiscing on yesteryear. So Spencer, how's yes, it going, sir. bud? How are oh, you doing? Come again, sorry. What did you say? How are you doing? How am I doing? Uh, oh, you know, I'm pretty good. Uh, I had a donut this morning, which is really weird because, like, usually I'm not a big fan of long johns, which I know is a controversial opinion. But I had one. I enjoyed drinking some water. It's a sunny day outside. I can't complain. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It is a sunny day outside. It's pretty nice. I um just came back from doing some work and you know I'm just chilling. Uh nice and sunny out. What else is there? I watched the five bloods. Oh yes. Yes. As you're talking did. about that. And yes, we did. I I really liked it. I did um I did hear some people saying that the transitions between the aspect ratios didn't bother them. It kind of bothered me. Not not specifically the aspect ratio, but the way it's shot in modern day kind of looks a little bit weird. Kind of looks a little bit TV movie to me. It might be okay. the it might be the digital. If it, if yeah. Spike Lee used digital and then used um, film on the on the older sections. But one thing that is definitely for sure awesome. Are the performances and especially the performance of the um the one character that goes off on his on his own like that kind of guy yeah oh he's so good he's so good in it i forget the actor's name but he's he is uh, fantastic delroy del something delroy something um, delroy you, you want me to look it up sure look it up i'll i'll stall a little yeah, bit yeah you stall you stall i'll take a look I, I still haven't watched Rush Hour, but at least I watched The Five Bloods. And you're, on Netflix... You're a sick man. I know. I haven't watched Rush Hour. I'm sorry. But another thing, officially in Canada, you can watch the um the Studio Ghibli films. Like Yeah, I saw that. Um, And I had only seen Spirited Away. So the other day, watched My Neighbor Totoro. That was really good. And I plan to watch... A lot more of them in the coming days. Yeah, I would like to, I would like to do a quick binge. I've only seen Spirited Away, and I've seen um, Princess Mononoke. I haven't. Okay, yeah, those are the only two I've seen. I'm gonna see so, that tonight. It's very good. Mm-hmm. But non non um, Studio Ghibli anime films speaking. I really liked Ghost in the Shell, the original like 1995 version. That was re- so. Yep. I've been. Wait, that's on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix, but I really like that film. So I, ever since I watched that, I've been aching to get into more of those, more of those um. Those Eastern animated films, those Japanese animated films. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if we if we get deep enough, you want to become a weeb with me? A weed? A weeb. A weeaboo. A weeaboo? What is that? Okay, first, uh, the actor's name is Delroy Lindo. Delroy, hmm? Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo. Yeah. Uh, That's his name. I I knew it was Delroy something. And then, for a weeaboo, here's, like, the official Google explanation. The definition of a weeaboo is ambiguous, so I'll just put in a few interpretations as to exactly what a weeaboo is. Someone who's overly or excessively obsessed with Japanese culture, meaning someone who likes to talk about Japanese culture as if their culture is the most perfect culture in the entire world, and they 
kind of appropriated. We've all met one of those kids in, in high school. If you went to high school during the decade of the 2010s, then you have definitely met a weeaboo mm-hmm. because they were like smallpox. They were everywhere. Um, right. Okay. Back to the uh, back to the show. All right. Back to the show. Um, I love how the Google search says it's ambiguous. Yeah. That that's that's when you know something's like. Something's pristine. Um, yeah, but I heard you watched Inception. You did your homework. I watched Inception. Holy, that was so good. I don't know why I didn't see that earlier. I know. I know. If we ever go broader and do like our favorite films ever or our favorite films of like the 2010s, it might be on that kind of list for me. Oh, that's definitely. I've seen it once and it's already on that list. That. Poof. Fire emoji. That was Fire emoji. That was sexy. That was one hell of a film. Thank yeah. you for making you watch that. Oh, you're welcome. And I hope I feel the same way about Rush Hour when I finally when I finally. I really. <laughs> I don't think you can compare Rush Hour to Inception, but I'd like to see you try. Are you sure? Are you sure? Or maybe we'll uh, have that episode one day where we where we debate what's better, Inception or Rush Hour. Yeah, I'm freaking joining your side. I'm seeing Inception's better already. Like, I, <laughs> although Rush Hour is like comfort food, like it just it sticks to your ribs, and it it feels like you're at home. All right. Well, what? Well, instead of talking about episodes that we may do in the future, what's the episode that we're doing today, Spencer? Before we get into that, I feel like now's the, a, a perfect moment for a shameless plug. Oh, all right. Take it away. Um, so Babylon with the Boys, with a Z. You can follow us on Instagram. And, yeah, follow us on Instagram. And we'll be doing weekly posts, posting about what we're posting that week. Posts about what we're posting. Posting about the episode that we're posting that week. That's what I mean. Like post little, little posts, little, little comedic little things on there. You know, that, that good stuff. So go and follow us on Instagram. At Babylon. With the boys. With a Z. What are we talking about today, Spencer? Oh, by the way, I got Spencer here on the, on the phone. Since we're still, we're still social distancing. We're still a little bit quarantining. Maybe, maybe yeah. someday on this show we'll have it in person. That'll be... Yeah, hopefully, that would be... That would be. That'd be nice. Bed. That'd be the bomb.com. Exactly. Although I can record this podcast with no pants. And that is definitely a plus. Well. You know. No, we're in person. I, should, I feel like I have to <laughs> clarify that now. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about anyway, today, Spencer? What? Anywho. So today, uh, we and Carson were like talking about, you know, stuff from our childhood. And uh, we decided to dedicate a full episode to Blockbuster. The Blockbuster Chronicles, boy. Here we are. I feel like this could be like a, a regular thing on the show. There's so many Blockbuster stories and memories I have. I feel like we could do a, you know, Blockbuster Chronicles Part 1, Part 2, The Electric Boogaloo, and then, of course, the final chapter, Part 3. Blockbuster was a big part of my childhood. Well, not specifically Blockbuster, but the Blockbuster types of places. I would actually personally go to Rogers Home Video, which is or, something I don't think you'd, I don't think you'd have Rogers Home Video in the States or something, or probably anywhere else. It's a Canadian thing, but it's basically the same concept as Blockbuster. You just go there, rent some movies, rent some... Um, I don't think it had video games there, but it had movies. And I have some, I have some great memories of renting movies, like going with my family, picking out the best movie. Um, we each get to pick our, our own movie. My sister gets to pick her movie. I get to pick my movie, and we just oh, yeah. fight over who gets to watch it on the TV first. Exactly. You know, reminiscing about Blockbuster makes me wish that I was like born ten years earlier, and I'll explain why. Because like, in my mind. I would love to have like been able to go on a date in Blockbuster. I feel like Blockbuster dates were like the IKEA dates of their day. 
Yes, I. Like, yeah, Ikea days are pretty good. Ikea day is something that tests your relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. the person who suggests an Ikea day means I want to take this further, and the other person is essentially along for the ride. You go into Ikea, and then like they're like, "Hey, this bed would look great in our house if we live together," and then the other person's like, "Wait, what? Living together?" And Ikea is designed like a labyrinth, so like you have to finish your argument before you can exit the store. So, oh, like, yeah. It either strengthens your relationship or completely destroys it. Blockbuster mm-hmm. works in a similar way where it's like, let's go to Blockbuster and like pick a movie. And then like you go there and it's, oh, let's watch this one. And then it's like, I don't want to watch that one. Then your girl's in the romantic comedy aisle and you're sneaking away to look at the Wii games. It's, it's a delicate art form. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. I feel like that would be a delicate art form. I've, it was gone by the time I was, twelve. All these exactly. blockbusters, all this stuff, it was, gone. And it, then it of course transitioned to those little boxes outside of your like, drugstore, where you like uh, went and rented movies there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was weird. But that was so weird. Blockbuster as an entity was really cool. It was really, um, it was just a cool idea and a cool event to do. Like a weekly thing that you and your family did. Well, my family did. Um, I did every week too, yeah. Yeah. And it introduced me to movies that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Because you're scrolling down the aisles. It's like scrolling through Netflix now. But you just, you're just you're just a kid scrolling down the aisles, looking at the looking at the photos, being like, "Oh, that looks interesting." It was freaking better than Netflix. Does Netflix have little cotton candy? At, no, at Netflix does not have cotton don't. candy. I don't think they do. Um, what what's a vivid memory that you have? Like, what's one thing where you're like, "Oh, I remember this moment." in a Blockbuster, in a Rogers, in a video store kind of thing. I think one of, like, the most memorable moments... The one the Blockbuster was smart. Because they they appealed to families, and here's why. You would go with, like, your mom or your dad or your whole family, go to Blockbuster, rent some movies. Those bastards were smart as hell. Because they know you have to bring those movies back. So, like, you will definitely be in there again. So, you, you know, you drop off the thing or whatever, and then you're like, well, we're already here. Let's watch another movie. I remember one time, this is, okay, this is the worst movie. I know, for some reason, I looked this movie up like two weeks ago, and it has like good scores and ratings and stuff on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. But like, I can't believe it. Because I remember we were like dropping off awesome movies. Like we had rented like Die Hard and like A Land Before Time and stuff so like it was a good nice. week for movies and we we're like dropping them off and my mom's like all right let's like let's pick like a family movie for this weekend so you know me and my sister were looking through the aisles we're like, okay let's see what we got here and when you're a kid you like you go straight you know the kid section you go like straight to the kid section that's what you want so you just like mm-hmm. head right there and we were just arguing like the whole time because she said we could only get one movie that day we're just arguing about like what was it gonna be what was it gonna be so my mom just like steps and she's like, you know what? I'll pick. And she just grabs the first thing she sees. She's like, Nims Island. Screw that movie. What a waste. That's the problem with Blockbuster. When you rented a movie, that was the movie for your week. Like you were stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she like pulled that off the shelf. And like the cover seemed pretty generic. And we're all like, okay. And then we get home or whatever. She, she bought one of those like little the bag, the like microwavable bags, popcorn. Mm-hmm. You know, we pop one of those in, sit down, settle in, everyone grabs the blankets, my dad comes in. We hit play. Like five minutes in, everyone completely zoned out. <laughs> I like I can't even tell you what it's about to this day. I know the I can see the cover so blatantly in my mind, I cannot remember a single frame in this movie. All I remember is, like, my dad halfway through just going, this is bullshit, and leaving. Like, I don't know why, but he got really upset about it. My mom was, like, 
half asleep, me and my sister just like staring into the ceiling fan. Like it, we got, we went completely catatonic. Freaking oh names of Island. Stay mm-hmm. far away. Uh, I don't remember renting the bad movies. I knew there were movies that I rented that were bad, but I don't remember oh, yeah. renting the bad movies. Maybe there was one movie that was now watching it now. It's bad, but at the time, oh, yeah. I rented this at least. Like a couple times. It was this one movie. My favorite movie, if you ask me at that age. This was my favorite movie. And it was Scooby-Doo 2, The Monsters Unleashed. Ah. It. I, I, I don't know. There was just something about it that was just. It had, for me, at that moment, it had this magic. As all these, all the monsters that they had, um, that you'd seen before in the cartoon had come to life as these like actual monsters and it was a little bit scary for like the age that I was and it was super it was super full of action and super full of like all these different twists and twists and turns and different characters that these that your the mystery ink had to deal with and it was it was a cool movie it was a cool movie I had to say it's actually written, funny enough, it's written by James Gunn. It is? It's written by James Gunn. It's oh, written Alex. by the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. What? I could see a launching point off from this to having like that great teen movie in Guardians of the Galaxy. Just making somebody, something that nobody should care about and then making it like this cool teen movie. Joss Whedon like happened to direct Shark Tale. That's insane. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty cool. And I did. I I watched this movie recently. It's not. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not the worst. It's not the worst movie. It's pretty. Still pretty entertaining. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Just wait. Was that, is that the one with like, uh, Scoops has like an uh, afro and like the disco suit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Thank you for letting me be myself. Oh, so good. Yeah. I I still have... I don't want to watch it again too many times. Because that, like... That greatness of my memory with it will fade. But... <laughs> it will be tarnished. I, I just want to hold on to the memory of it being good. Of it being a really good movie. But my sister's, my sister's movie that she would rent all the time and she'd always have playing in the, um, she'd take over, there were these certain points in our lives where she took over the TV for like at least a week to watch a movie, to watch one movie over and over and over again. And that movie, good sir, was Mamma Mia. Oh yeah. So you rent Mamma Mia for a, maybe for a week or maybe just a two-day rental, but then you just keep it for a week. That's that's how it was done back then. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah. Call you. So. That that was her movie, and I remember later, like ten, maybe seven years later, when they released the the Blu-ray for it. She bought the Blu-ray, and we watched it. She watched it for another whole week. Jeez. My goodness, it was it was torturous. It was it was torture. But Do you not like Mamma Mia? Now I actually have well I, I hated it because my sister was taking the TV for a whole week to watch it. That's why I hated it. But now Okay. Since I have like my own opinion about it, I can actually watch it without it being like forced on me. <laughs> now I can like sit down and enjoy it. Okay. But when I was forced to watch it, of course I hated it. Of course I hated oh. it. Yeah. No, I understand that. I feel like I feel like everyone had like the one thing that they just like they drove their families crazy at Blockbuster, like or or Rogers. If you were a Rogers kid, I know you were a Rogers kid. I was a Rogers kid. Man, I remember. I remember how like my mind blew one time. I went to like Blockbuster. With like my friend and his like mom, mm-hmm. and they like go in, and he 
like picks up this um I don't remember what the movie was now. But he picks it up. And like we're going, I was going to his house on like a play date or some shit. And then we're in the we're in the car and he's like Okay, and he like climbs to like the very back seats, and I'm like, why? Because it's like one of those one of those cars, like a minivan. So you got the front seats, the middle, mm-hmm. and the back. I'm like, why are you going to the back? And then like I see like the TV screens in the back of the seat. I'm like, oh shit! I literally would be friends with that, like any kid that had a TV screen in the back seat. To me, that meant like wealth and class. Oh my god! And like this kid, just like like a gangster, freaking popped in that DVD. And we're watching it on the way home. I remember just being like, this is what life is all about. That it's, I I was I mean, I think I was friends with him just for that. Like he'd be like, Let's let's play Pokemon. I'm like, or we could like go in the back of your mom's car and um, and watch something. Like that <laughs> I don't know why that sounded way weirder than I intended it to. <laughs> it did sound a little bit weird. But I I had one of those too. I had one of the. It wasn't like there was an. It was in the back. It was in the seat. It was one of those that like came down from the top, that folded down. And he went from there. Oh right, right. It was good for road trips and stuff like that. It was really good. I remember the go-to movie for that for watching on that small screen was Finding Nemo. That's a good car movie. That is such a good car movie. My, I don't know how many times I watched that movie. Too many. <laughs> I think, man, I feel like we had we had like a portable DVD player. We didn't have the the seats or the the drop down. Mm-hmm. We had this like little portable DVD player that literally it looks like I don't know if you guys remember that. It looks like a like a, a laptop with no keyboard. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, just like pause playing like volume controls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we used to kill. We used to crank core line like the whole way down on road trips just got core line going and you know i know all the words to that movie to this day i i was afraid of core line when i was i watched it the first time i watched it was at like a campsite and they had it like in the park projected oh okay and i watched it when i was nine and that scared the shit out of me that movie was scary for me when I was nine but now it's like now it's kind of chill it's still like it's still kind of disturbing like with the button eyes and that kind of stuff but <laughs> I, I can deal with it now obviously but it's still <laughs> you say obviously I don't know I thought you got scared like really easy I do get scared easily yeah especially now but I don't know. I can, you can handle a little Coraline? I can handle a little Coraline. For me, it was like just creepy enough that it want, it made me want to come back for more. Mm-hmm. There, there's movies like that. For me, it was like Beetlejuice was like that. And even to a certain extent, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed was like that. Okay, okay, got you. You see, like... I feel, was there was there a movie? Did you ever like read something from Blockbuster that like your mom or like dad something like they just didn't understand that it was not meant to be rented by children? Uh, I never rented one like that from Rogers or stuff like that. But I remember one time we were on vacation, and you know how you're in the hotel room and you rent movies on there, and it's like seventeen dollars for. For gosh sakes, it's like so much money to rent it on in the hotel room. Yeah. But my sister, it was my sister's choice to rent. And my sister rented, um, It's Complicated. That's not for kids! With Meryl Streep and, and Steve Martin and, and Alec Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. And it's like, they're like all 60 and it's just like it this sex sense. romp. They're just like trying to sleep with each other? Yes, we watched the whole thing. Oh, I watched that as a kid too. That's what's funny. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Because my sister really liked Meryl Streep from from Mom Mia and from other stuff. So she watched that. We watched that. And oh my gosh. That scarred me. Wait, did you get like freaked out? I didn't get freaked out, but I was like, 
Ugh. It grossed me out. It grossed me but out, man. It's not, it's not that explicit, though. It's just, not... it, it, they talk about it a lot, though. They talk about They do talk about it a lot, though. This no, it's like, like, Alec Baldwin at one point, like, makes some comment about, like, the Indian style or something. I don't know. I don't know. You see, I didn't watch that as a kid because, like, I chose to. It's like, my parents were watching it, and they used to always watch movies on the main floor when we went to bed. And every time, because I wanted to see what they were watching, I would sneak out and watch over, like, the, the veranda, like, what they were watching. So, like, everything they saw, I saw. Like, I was watching the show Spartacus when I was, like, 10. <laughs> so, like, what? I remember I was watching this one, and, like, I didn't get any of the jokes. I was like, I don't get what's, I don't, and now, with the benefit of hindsight, yeah. I understand. Um, what was one movie that you rented that was not for kids? <sighs> Terminator screwed me up. Oh, ter- oh Terminator, oh. I, I watched it too early, and it just bad. screwed me up like it was we're in blockbuster and then my mom i guess had probably seen the movie but like 20 years ago at that point mm-hmm. she was like i was i haven't seen terminator and she's like oh just rent it it's like right there it's it's good i remember liking it i was like okay mm-hmm. and i like go home with my movie because you know you have like a movie and the week before i rented the irobot and i played the shit out of that movie that movie was on like three times a day I so I was hoping, yeah, and I liked like the whole robot thing, so I thought like maybe Terminator would be the same. And then like, you know, I put on the movie or whatever, and then he's like naked, so already I'm like, oh. And then remember that part like the he meets those like punk guys or whatever, and he like rips out the dude's heart. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Part. I was like, oh my god! And then there's like the police station scene and the, the sex scene. And the whole thing, my mouth was just like a gape. Like, I got, like, a huge education from that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I... I I don't really remember watching, like, the classic movies when I was a kid. I didn't... My parents weren't like, oh, yeah, you need to watch this. Oh, yeah, you need to watch this. The only movie that they really needed me to watch was... My dad really needed me to watch Grease for some reason. He was a huge Grease. fan of Grease. So, of course, we had to watch Grease. Um, but besides that, I can't really think of ones that were like, you need to watch this. But I kind of just discovered one myself. Like, I remember I was going through Rogers, and I was trying to find a movie to rent. And I rented, um, I picked out Back to the Future. And I hadn't oh. even heard of Back to the Future. I didn't even know anything about Back to the Future. My parents hadn't even told me about Back to the Future, and I rented the thing. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I'm the only person that knows this knows about this movie." And I watched it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome! I'm the only person that knows about Back to the Future." And then as I grew up, I learned that it was like the classic movie. Yeah. So. But um. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I watched that whole trilogy. I rented the whole trilogy. I never owned them. I haven't. I still don't own them, but I, but we rented, rented the first one, yeah. the second one, and I was like, oh my gosh, look, they're cowboys in this one. So I, I don't know why, but I hated the third one as a kid. I, I don't really even remember watching the third one as a kid. I just remember watching the first and second. The the third one is like so weird. It's it's the same movie as like the first one, but it's just in the wild west. Does he sleep with, like, his ancestor? I'm Is pretty it... sure there's... I, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure there's a plot. And then there's, like... Biff is, like, an outlaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that part. It's so weird. But, my dude, one question. Listening? The, of course the one thing that makes... These video rental places better... Than Netflix was, as you're walking to the exit, as you're walking to pay, there'd be all those, all those delicious snacks. Oh, those goodies! All those goodies. What? What is? What was? The quintessential movie night snack for you, and is it the same today? Okay, so obviously, 
obviously when you go to like a theater, you want that that popcorn, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously that's what everyone wants. But when I choose the candy, I started this at Blockbuster. I always when like when we first started going, I was like into that Twizzler vibe. But then Nibs came along. Nibs? Oh, I, oh. Nibba, I love eating nibs. Let me tell you. I, I eat like three bags of nibs. And I, I'm the type of guy that's like chewing nibs. I like suck on They get like nice and thin. And then, <laughs> then I take a bite. It's good. Oh, my God. Nibs. Mm. And then, of course, you have those little pails of like the, the cotton candy. Oh, yeah. That's good. That was good How about stuff. you? What was, what was your thing? My go-to thing, like, whenever watching a movie, in the movie theater, at home, it was Fuzzy Peaches. Oh, yeah, okay. A bag of Fuzzy Peaches, and I'd be set. But it's not the same today. Every once in a while, I'd get Twizzlers. Definitely. And even still, every once in a while, i get Twizzlers. It's like, you gotta be in the mood for Twizzlers. There's kind of like that weird, like, there's a weird taste to Twizzlers that if you're not in the mood for it, then you won't, then you won't obviously enjoy it. At least in my, yeah. at least in my experience. But yeah, I agree. nowadays, the quintessential um, movie night snack, the go to the movies, pick out the snack with the popcorn is M&M's. Just regular. I knew you were gonna say regular M and M's. Not peanut butter. Not no caramel. Not chocolate chunk. Not fluffer nutters. Not left nutsack on a Tuesday. Just. Just M&Ms. regular. Just regular M and M's. And if like the nibs, I'd, I'd suck on them too, and they'd. The the, ch- the coating, on the outside would like suddenly fade away and you'd be just left with chocolate that is so that's so interesting because it's so when you just like throw it in and you bite it it's like so it's so hard so dense and you're like and you wouldn't think from just leaving it in your mouth for a little bit that it just completely disappear it's very it's very weird It's so interesting that <laughs> it's so interesting that that happens. It's so interesting that that and happens. It tastes. I want, I want shirts made. It's so interesting <laughs> when you suck an M and M till it disappears. It is. It is, and it's a totally different That's experience. It's a totally different experience from biting them. In my opinion. Uh, Sucking anything is a different experience from biting something. No, but like even more so than you'd expect. I guess. I mean, like, okay, well, let's put it in a different. Okay, so like, let's say. Wait, do people suck popcorn? I sometimes do. It's because it like dissolves sometimes. It dissolves. It's cool. Are you? A, do you put butter on your popcorn? Spencer, who doesn't put butter on their popcorn? Lactose intolerant people? Oh, I guess so. Well, then you can put on that butter flavoring. Ew, that stuff's stuff's just... I worked at the theater, man. That stuff's oil. What what even is that? It's like oil with butter flavoring. Oh, nice. Don't, Um, please don't. I saw... One time I saw this dude at, like, the pump. That guy had been there before. He, like, took a straw, stuck it in the middle... And like start pumping the butter through the straw. I was like, "Yo, this guy is cooking." What? That's very. That is strange. That's a stuck it in the dispenser. Well, he like put straw in the middle of his bag of popcorn. Mm Mhm. And then like took the straw and put it up against the nozzle. Oh. Started hammering away. I see what he's doing. He's putting it in the middle of the popcorn. Yeah, I've never seen it before. But I was like, "Holy shit!" I freaking, it was beautiful. I was that's that's a smart idea. Like I've never 
That is a really smart idea. I should also, I feel the need to mention that he had like nine children. I don't know why, but I feel like that has something to do with it. Oh, I he... can't quite put my finger on the, the reason, but I know that has some sort of effect. Well, it only takes a couple of, couple of steps to figure out. He's got nine children. Probably the children, they pass it along the line, pass that big bag of popcorn along the line, and then you get to Timmy at the end, who's the last child, the final child, and he'd have no butter on his popcorn because he'd be at the bottom. Yeah, but, like, maybe that's a lesson to them. You maybe know? that's a... Ma- maybe, but, like, the closer you are to me, the more butter you get. If you sit the farther away you sit, you ain't getting no, no butter. So, like, it's it's a fight for who gets to sit closer to Dad. No. If you get to sit closer to Dad, you don't get as much butter in your popcorn as well. That's, that's double... That's... You get double oh. of the stuff you want. Oh, I've left something out. I should also mention that in this story, the dad was Samoan, and he was wearing a kilt. He was some. He was Samoan, and he was wearing a kilt. Yes. That's a weird mixture of cultures, right there. Yeah, if someone's gonna come up to me, why do you have to mention his race? Because that's what it was, and it'd be racist not to mention it. Well, I feel like that's just a. Those brain nuggets. I feel like that's just an inter- interesting situation right there. Mm, yeah. 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 I feel like the second twist is like, and it's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you come back with it. Yeah, but that was that was creative. <laughs> so, what else do we have here? Do you do you still have anything from Blockbuster? I do. What What do you still have from Blockbuster? So, when I was a kid, the, my favorite thing to rent from Blockbuster, I like rented essentially one at a time, all like the Batman Beyond volumes. Yes, that is. Oh, you remember this show? Oh yeah, I remember that show. That was like Batman Beyond with that the guy with the. No cape, no cape Batman with like the the skinny yeah. pointy black and red. Yeah, I remember Terry that guy. McGinnis. Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, if we were ever doing like a best TV show intros, that's top five for sure. Oh, that yeah. guitar, anytime that hits, I feel to just bend over and grab my ankles. That dum 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 down don't like, Oh, here we go. This show is here, everybody. I rented that series like one volume at a time. And one of the volumes, for some reason, I think it was, like, right around the time that uh, they were starting to go out of business, like, movie rental places, mm-hmm. and, like, I just, I just, like, hit it from my mom and dad when they are like, okay, like, let's, let's bring everything back, because I was like, they're going out of business anyways. So I just, I just kept it. Really? I still have it. Somewhere, like, we have, like, this case of, like, DVDs in my house I, it's still like somewhere in there but yeah I just I have it to this day and I like ripped off the, the blockbuster sticker because I was, I was scared that they were gonna like find out <laughs> I was in my head I was like okay if the blockbuster police come to my door I'll just say this wasn't from blockbuster it ain't had no sticker that made sense to me at the time there you go I got I got something from Rogers still it's I have them right here. They're they're still in the same cases. If you don't if you don't have we're not on video obviously, but they're still in the same cases. This one was a two day rental. A two day oh. rental from Rogers. Turn into a decade. Turn yeah, turn into probably a decade. I but the one that the thing that's interesting is we always went to Roger video. So right. I'm wondering if they needed to like pay for this when they went back, like actually pay the whole price for it. But it's what it is. It's National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember that movie. That was a that was a good movie. It was like that was so good. 
They're thinking of making a third one. And I I can see why. It's pretty they're actually pretty good. Are they are they doing it with Nick Cage again? Well, of course you have to do it with Nick Cage again. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Well, you know, they try to do it. I still refuse to see Jumanji movies because they try to Robin do it without Robin Williams. Yeah, I'm like, no, don't do this. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't even want to know. But National Treasure, it was, it was pretty good. It was interesting. It was better than. It's better than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That part four of Indiana Jones, oh, and of course oh, I compared yeah. to that because it is kind of like a modern day Indiana Jones. It's like in the same well, I mean, vein. Like, saying it's better than that Indiana Jones is like saying sitting on glass hurts. It's like yeah, well, <laughs> that Indiana Jones was terrible. It it was pretty there terrible. Were yeah. Monkeys. Yeah, and, and the like surviving and a nuke and, in the fridge. And aliens, like and it just aliens. went off rails completely did Spielberg direct that one too yeah he did oh for years I was able to convince myself that he had nothing to do with it and I was blaming oh, a oh, fictitious director him and him and um, just after the prequels George Lucas oh boy well, I, yeah I get that George Lucas wasn't coming off a high point now, this is the other thing I have, which is actually from Blockbuster, which makes sense because I think we only went to Blockbuster one time, and I think this is what I got there. It's because it's a game. It's um a full week rental, so not as awful, but still, of course, awful, just taking it and not returning it at all. It's um, Super, Smash, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Melee? Melee? I don't know how you pronounce it. Is, is it Melee? Are you, is, is melee? It melee? Uh, but yeah. one of the best games of my childhood. Up there with... um, It's for the GameCube, of course. One, of course. Up there with Simpsons Hit and Run. Another classic. With, like, the best games of all time. Of my childhood and of all time. That game's very sexy. It is very sexy. It's I don't know what it was at that time, but it, like the atmosphere that it had around it when you like open it up and it's like Super Smash Bros. Melee and so it has like that intense music and like the dark oh, yeah. like black and red lighting around it. Yep. It made it feel so intense whenever you went in and played that game. <laughs> I feel like you see, for me, I never had a GameCube, and I didn't, um, I didn't have, like, an Xbox until I was probably, like, 12. So, for me, like, when I went to rent games at Blockbuster, it'd always be, like, these shitty Wii ports of, like, movie-licensed games. Oh, yeah. I, remember I wasted so many weeks of my life with, like, I, oh, that's a game I stole from Blockbuster, The Incredible Hulk. On Wii. Just a wee little, wee little, wee little piece of shit. Wow, that game sucked. And then, I, I wanted Call of Duty so bad for some reason. Because all my friends had it. And I was like, I want it. Alright, sorry about that folks. We had, had a little bit of that technical difficulty. But we have switched uh, sides. So now Carson is, is on the phone and I am here. And everything is good. But I think we were talking about Call of Duty or something. Yeah, we were talking about something to do with Call of Duty, like you had it on the Wii? Oh, I rented it, right. I rented it on the Wii, um, and I think it was called like Call of Duty Medal of Honor, and I sucked oh, at yeah. it. And it's even harder when you're on the Wii, because you have to like actually do stuff. And yeah, I... I played it like a once and then just just gave it back. But um yeah, enough about that. We were going to discuss how everything how everything went down, how the video rental industry collapsed. It's interesting to think about because 
right after the video rental era kind of was going by the wayside and um, Netflix was starting to pop up, we had the this other thing that was like the outside of your lo- local drugish drugstore grocery store. There was this box. There was this big like ATM. That you could- uh, yeah, the the rental box. Yeah, it was like Redbox or something where you could rent movies from there for like a couple days or a week. And that, that was an interesting way of, of I, doing it. I they never used it. Concepts, but different platform. Yeah, I never used it. I, I think I used it once. Did you like it? Well, it was, you know, it was... It was the same thing as... It, it was the same thing as Blockbuster um, Roger video where it was like that that rental video feel, but it was just that little bit colder. A little less personal. Less personal. You didn't get you didn't get any fuzzy peaches with your with your rental, and you didn't you didn't have some some teenager who hated their life giving you the rental. I mean, I, I, there was teenagers who didn't hate their life. I guess there was teenagers that didn't hate their life. I mean, I didn't meet any of them, but I know they existed. Saw them, saw them on TV. No. Yeah. Um, um. Then, of course, what I was, what we always forget is like it wasn't like there's was just Blockbuster and Rogers. Like there's these like mom and pop like video rental stores. Oh yeah, there are a bunch. Yeah, like I remember we we used to go to one, and those ones always felt like grimy but cool, cause like they always had like the neon sign, you know. Yeah. They always had the neon sign. You go in and like the lighting, some weird color like red or some shit and then like the dude at the counter always looked like he sold porn in the back funny story about that um when i was a kid we were like driving and my dad is in the car with me and like we pass the fantasy factory and like i see like dvds and like toys or like adult toys or something like that. And I was like, Dad, can like we go in? And he's like, Oh no, that's that's just for adults. And I'm like, but it says toys. And he's like, Oh, it's like collectibles and stuff. You wouldn't like it. It's nothing to play with. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I kid you not, for years I just assumed that it was like that's what they sold there. Like collectibles and stuff. And then I I do like stop motion animation. So like I will I will get like a figure to like do the animation with. So last year I was like, oh man, you know what? Maybe I'll go in there. Maybe they have some like cheap prices or something like that. And you know how the windows are always like blocked out? Yeah. So like I don't know what to expect. And I opened the door and I'm like with my friend. And like we both open the door. And I I out loud go, What the I'm not gonna say it because then we'll end up having to take it out in editing. Uh, please sponsor us. But I say, what the shucks? And then like, <laughs> just like everywhere, just everywhere, all sorts of stuff. And like, I just, I just, I was in awe. Because like for 10 years, I've been told that it was a certain way. Spencer, did you say last year? Last what? year. You want to take them to the fantasy factory? No. I want to tell them, like, little little things that they wouldn't understand. Like, like, play with their mind a little bit. Like, tell them them pineapples grow on pine trees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to mess with my kids, too. I want to, like, screw up their perception of something and, like, have them not understand until, like, they're way older. And then they'll be like, oh, he's awesome. somebody about something like that it'll just come up because like pineapples growing on pine trees is such like a niche conversation that you wouldn't have yeah you wouldn't have until like at least you're a teenager yeah and then they'd just be like well pineapples they grow on pine trees yep and then everybody would laugh at them and then it'd be (laughs) i'd feel pleased that'd be funny 
I, I want to do something, like, weird and niche, too. Like, I want to just be like, Santa Claus is a, a hermaphrodite. Yeah, something niche. Something, something that, like, it would be rare for it to come up. Mm-hmm. So, like, it prolongs the, the time in which they can believe the nonsense I just told them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do, too. Or, like, tell them, like, that babies come from, like, Easter chocolate or something. Well, that you'd end up talking about at some point, because they'd have sex. Oh, right, yeah. right. But pineapples on pine trees is small. That's a good one. You should you should tell them that. My dad tried to convince me as a kid. He's like, oh, did you know, like, before the year 1950, the world was in black and white? Oh, that's a good one. But I didn't fall for it, because I was like, ah, Wizard of Oz came out, like, late 30s, in color, suck it. <laughs> so he didn't get me with that one. And the year that wasn't Batman invented in thirty nine too. Batman invented. Or like That's his like first comic Batman. like came out in like thirty nine. I think. I think 30. Superman was like twenty nine. No, Superman was like thirty eight, wasn't he? I'm gonna look this up. Google it. All right, more stalling. Uh, so while Carson looks that up. Let's call out another person that's probably not. You know who probably is listening to this right now? Camille is probably listening to this right now. That's right. I just shouted you out. What's up? How you doing? How's the fam? How are the kids? Oh, you're right. 1939. Boom. Batman. Genius IQ. What about Superman? Superman, 1938. Ooh. Hey, Macarena. I'm in a gibberish language. What were we saying? Oh, right. Uh, porn and Fantasy Factory. So, uh, if you haven't gone, I... <laughs> Alright. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. End the episode right there. I think that is a beautiful place to stop what we're talking about right now. Alright, guys. That's all we have for today. Thanks for watching Babylon With the boys. I'm Carter Van. And I, I stick by my statement that M&M's, when you stuck on them until they disappear, it's such an interesting experience. And I'm Spence the Chef, hoping I 90 dayed your fiance. <laughs> what, the, what, what does that mean? Uh, I hate it. Yeah, keep it spicy. Let's just end it there. Love y'all.